Hello. Hello. Today we are podcasting outside of ESJ, also known as Edward St. John's Learning Center, located on the campus of the University of Maryland. My name is Ari Thomas. I am your host today. for today. I am a student. I'm currently a sophomore at the University of Maryland College Park studying public health science with a minor in Spanish. I'm enthusiastic about learning new things and my public health interest includes global health as long as as well as health literacy. I am here with my fellow peer, Danielle, who is also a student at the University of Maryland studying. I am pre-med. I'm still choosing a major, but I'm narrowing it down to nutritional science or psychology. And today we are discussing health literacy. Let's go ahead and get started. When you hear the term health literacy, what does it mean to you? It means that someone is able to understand and process the information that they are given by a healthcare provider and they're able to apply the principles that they're taught. That's really good. According to Healthy People 2020, it defines health literacy as the capacity to obtain health information and services needed to make a made, needed to make a more healthy decision. So, what is your biggest concern about your own health literacy? that I won't be able to understand what the doctor says and not be able to reach them or not contact them if I have questions cuz doctors are very busy they don't usually give out their numbers so just that gap between when I get the information and then questions I have in between that's a place where I feel like is very crucial to communicate with patients during that gap that's understandable now how health literate would you consider yourself I think I'm pretty health literate. If we were to gauge it on a scale from maybe 1 to 10, we're going to access in the beginning and towards the end. Well, how would you consider yourself? How would you consider yourself health literate? Much would you consider yourself health literate? Out of 1 to 10. I probably say a 7 or an 8. So, what are some factors that affect health literacy in your opinion? I think socioeconomic status because it correlates with education and if patients are able to gain knowledge regarding their health and healthcare i also think a language barrier would be challenging if they're new to the country if they're immigrants they have no idea how the health system works in that country and i think especially language barriers would be a challenge because if a patient can't understand their doctor there's no way they will be health literate What factors do you think influence health literacy the most out of all of the factors that you mentioned previously? I think the language barrier because previously I said that there's no way that they would be health literate if they don't understand their doctor, but it may be untrue because previously or in a different country in their home country they may have been able to communicate and may be very proactive about their health but when coming to a new country and a new problem arises that they don't know how to handle and tackle then i think it's very crucial that they at least have a translator or some way so that they can be better informed regarding the health policies of that country and the treatment they will be undertaking Okay. So in relation to the language barrier, what do you think are what do you think that your patient in relation to the language barrier, what do you think are some um, ways that you can see if your patient doesn't properly understand 
like what you're trying to communicate as a health provider i think if they just nod at me and look around the room or if they can't repeat back to me what i said or if i ask them okay so after 12 hours which one are you taking or if referring to medication if they don't answer the questions i ask for feedback or if they look distracted they look like they're looking different directions i think i'll be able to tell that they're not understanding so previously you mentioned to the audience that you're a pre-med student so this is also shows that you're interested in pursuing a career as a health provider. Now, as a health provider, how would you ensure that your patients have a clear understanding of, of some of the things that you communicate to them during the, their visits? I would have the nurses explain in detail and then have some way to follow up. So, number one, I would explain everything I can, answer any questions. Then I would have the whole team double-check with them and repeat the information. And then at the end, they can do a survey, perhaps, or we can do follow-up visits or texts or emails or, like, email them all the information, text them reminders, have an app, a system that they can, like, confirm that they're taking their, their medication every day on the hour. So... Those are a few ways. I'm sure there are other ways. Um, I think it's just working as a team and then making sure to get that feedback. That's great. Now, what do you? Um, who do you normally speak to now as an undergrad, as when you have like health-related issues or health questions? I speak to some of my parents' friends, which are doctors, um, some trusted, trusted family, you know, health professionals. I speak to them. Sometimes I go on the internet, but I know it's not always the most reliable. So when you do go on the internet, what are some signs that you look for to, for the, um, to make sure that the, the information that you're looking for is actually accurate? Um, scholarly articles, journals, um, .edu websites, or research articles, and making sure that they're methods for the research and just making sure that they have a solid research study going um also yeah if making sure that it's a scholarly source not .com or .org these can be or wikipedia these can change they can be manipulated by anyone so have you ever had experience personally in which you were undiagnosed or given bad or information, incorrect health information from a doctor? Or do you know of a family member that has undergone this experience? Well, yes. In my case, I've been close to a family member who was told here in the U.S. that she should go back to her home country to compare the level of osteoporosis that she had and maybe in her home country would be less and that was misguided information because she did go back to her home country and it showed that her osteoporosis was more severe than here as reported by the physician and he was hoping that there would be lower so I think that was definitely misguiding because it took time it took travel it took money it took a lot of energy to travel to a different country and do the whole process again when originally his diagnosis was right and she didn't need to do that.
So in your opinion, how well do you think that the provider actually explained the services and like the health information that was needed for your your aunt to better address the health conditions? I think he explained it at the wrong time. He explained how the system works here in the U.S. after she left. So if he had done that before, then I think it would have been beneficial to her to know the procedures done here in the U.S when someone is diagnosed so and i think he shouldn't have advised her to go back um and check because numbers are numbers it just showed that his diagnosis was correct so so from this experience how much do you trust do you have in primary health care providers it's definitely decreased my trust in health care providers and help me realize that there are doctors and there are doctors, there are nurses and there are nurses, there are pharmacists and pharmacists. You have to make sure that the one you go to will earn your trust and you will see repetitively that the counsel they give you, the medication, when comparing and doing a second referral, that their recommendations for you are correct. So now that we're having this conversation, what are some ways that you would seek to improve health literacy? I would do everything I can to make sure that the patients understand. That's the number one. So if they don't, find a translator, find somehow a way to ensure that they understand the information, any information given to them. Um, two, I would do a follow-up, maybe starting off with questions like feedback, hearing from them what they understand, how they understand, what they actually grasped from all the information they were given through surveys or simply questions, asking them asking them to feed back to me the information I gave them originally to see what they really retained. So now that you've been introduced now that we talked about health literacy, how would you, from the question that we previously said, we talked before, how would you rank your health literacy from out of 1 to 10? I think maybe higher, <laughs> closer okay. to, I don't know, closer to 10. So would you be interested in the future of taking maybe a health literacy course within higher education, such as maybe in college or as early as high school if it was offered? I think I could take the class, but I also know that there's other ways to learn the information without having to take the class. So I would definitely do everything I can to educate myself with the resources I have. If I have the opportunity to take a class, I would take it. But as long as I equip myself with the knowledge I need to be the best healthcare provider that I can be, I will continue to strive for excellence. Okay. Thank you for sitting with me and having this discussion. Thank you. It was nice meeting talking with you. And I look forward to our future conversations and how we will make our impact with health literacy. Great. Me too. Looking forward to it. Okay. Have a good day. You too.